was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Get Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And on this episode, we're going to be talking about how to optimize your Instagram broadcast channel for the best engagement, which top CEO just went to space. We're going to talk about the key to having a successful personal brand like Mr. Beast. Yes, we're going to talk about it. Influencer marketing will replace traditional ads. And then mass appeal versus niche focus. Which strategy is the best for personal brands? Moose, how are we feeling about this episode? Listen, y'all, this is our most rehearsed episode ever. So a really good episode. Make sure you listen to it. And uh, also stick around for the after show. That's going to be that's going to be a fun topic. <laughs> Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force. But more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, this episode is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one streaming platform that not only allows you to stream on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, all the social media platforms, but it's also amazing for pre-recorded videos, just like a podcast. So it does video isolation, audio isolation, transition, text, pictures it does everything you name it it could do it and we're giving away 14 days for free on us if you just go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecam e-c-a-m-m to claim that 14 days on us moose how are we feeling uh i'm feeling much better now uh not nearly as nervous as i was before and yeah, things are great. This is going to be an awesome episode. And I'm going to keep it nice and short and sweet, just like that. Okay, so so no one knows why you were nervous before. Uh, what are you talking uh, about for the people may, who may, have no clue maybe, besides me? May, well, well, uh, for, we'll get, I guess, in maybe in more detail after the show. But no, uh, maybe we'll archive some of the, the what just happened. So... Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is our... Well, you don't know. Well, let me let, yeah, me let like, you no in on knows. what you didn't know. <laughs> for, let me let you in on what you didn't know. This is our second time recording this episode. Uh, about two hours into this thing. Uh, crazy. Yeah, we were Wi-Fi gods. But not for nothing, though. Wi-Fi gods did come through. Wi-Fi gods, audio guides. Uh, I'm, thank God. This, <laughs> this, this is all to say... No, no, because it was funny that, that we record. This is the second time we recorded this episode. The first time I was outside in the balcony because it was uh, super early, but also the Wi-Fi was terrible. Audio was crazy. We had to do all these crazy things. Well, not we, but Nikki really uh, had to do all these crazy things. I called her on FaceTime audio to, uh, to get this thing working. And uh, 50 minutes into the episode, the thing crashed. Yep. 50 yeah. minutes in. It's like, we're like right there. It's like, all right, let's, let's get ready to call this thing home. And, uh, oh no. Now, I, I didn't see you, by the way, because what I did was the image was so bad. I just put like myself up on the screen because I wanted to see something clear. Because if right. I saw me blurry all throughout, I'm going to be like panicking. So I just put me. So I didn't see your, I didn't, I didn't see any of your facial expressions. I just heard you in, on the phone. No, 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 no. I was like, uh-oh, let me just stay quiet. Hopefully this clears up. And sure enough, the thing crashed, man. Yeah, it, it happens. It's the tech issues that you have when you are creating content. It is what it is, but we're here. We have amazing energy. And uh, you don't know what happened the last one, but this one's about to be better anyway. So it works out. There it is. How is uh how's Egypt? Let's 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 inform the people real quick. 
Yeah, Egypt's uh, Egypt's been incredible, man. We uh, fortunately uh, took a couple of days just to escape because Cairo. So think of Cairo like New York City, mm -hmm. uh, super crowded, very busy, very loud, a lot of traffic. But that's where the pyramids are. That's where a lot of what Egypt is known for is, and like the museums, etc. So we took uh, an escape to a resort that is, it's a five hour drive, but we flew here, which is only took us an hour, but beautiful resort here out by the Red Sea. So we're hanging out here for a couple of days. We were here two nights. This is our final night. And then we'll go back to Cairo tomorrow before we uh, turn around and go back to the States. Mm, that sounds amazing. Uh, an escape from yeah. the escape. That's interesting. An escape from the escape. Yeah, because that, that, that escape... That escape was wild, man. It, yeah, I, I got I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll I'll tell y'all about the full details of what happened at some point. But yeah, that that was uh that was wild. So it's it's nice to be here a little bit more calmer, kind of uh yeah. You like chill. to see the the pyramids though. The pyramids look fire. It looked fire. That, and it was funny. That was I yeah, always that was find. Crazy. I don't know why all these Egypt stuff are happening in my Instagram, but I saw one like uh -huh. you had literally posted about the pyramids. And then I saw uh, one of somebody having breakfast by the pyramids like they drove and then there was a section to have breakfast by the pyramids. And I was like, I wonder if they had breakfast by the pyramid. I don't know. Like, we did. Why am we I getting did. all these? We actually did. You did? Okay, so it may yeah, have been the same yeah, place. Yeah. Okay, look at that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really dope setup up there. I, I, I will admit, it's my first time uh, visiting. I mean, I, I came to Egypt once even after I migrated to the States, but never to the pyramids, only to the museum. Uh, so this time was the first time I actually got to see the pyramids in person. It's like, that was... Uh, just every, everything that was happening there was was really dope. But they also are kind of like renovating and doing some new things. So it was it was really fun. That's dope. Did you see a mummy? Did you see a mummy? Yeah. No, I did not. I did not. No, because oh. we we didn't go inside. You know, like you so go you, inside. I, I didn't know this. Yes, you can. Yeah, I I didn't know this either. But you can actually go inside the pyramids, and because we had breakfast at the at at the top of, I guess you call it. The, the desert the, mm -hmm. basically at the very top of it all uh we weren't close enough like it was it was like the perfect photogenic type experience you you go food was amazing they baked this uh they it's like a traditional egyptian bread and they had uh like this old school oven that they baked it in behind a restaurant brought it out hot fresh tasted amazing that's all i wanted to eat I was like, just, just give me this bread and uh, so right there, and then obviously right behind you or to my right, perfect view of all three pyramids. But then as we drove down, I saw like the entryway where you can actually go inside. So um, yeah, next time we'll we'll probably go inside and uh, and see what that's about. That's fire. That's fire. I like mummies. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, as far as for me. Uh, I want to say, based off our last, uh, our last podcast, not the one that we by accident messed up, but literally the last one uh, about Mr. Grateful. I have become a very smart individual. Thank you, ChatGPT. I have really started uh, data dumping a lot of the stuff that I have, things about this podcast, things about just things I have to research and the output has truly been amazing. We've done a few pitches that I got to send out. Uh, it helps me with my follow-up emails. I'm doing amazing. At this is great. So if you uh, did not listen to the last episode, it's going to probably change your life. Uh, so go do that first and then come back here. You know, but yeah, ChatGPT. Uh, I love you. I wish you were always part of my life. Um, shout out to all the babies that can use ChatGPT for and been cheating in school, even though it's banned over there. You're still using it. Shout out to you. I need to do that. But anyways, let's get 
into this episode. So let's talk about the what's popping section, okay? This segment is sponsored by Deeper Than The Brand, the number one content branding community shows th- that shows you how to confidently and authentically build a brand, grow a social media presence, and build digital wealth. Go to deeperthanthebrand.com. Now, let's talk about Instagram broadcast channels. We talked about it before, but now it's open to all creators. Before, it was only open to a few creators. Now everybody can have it. If you don't know how to start a broadcast channel, which, by the way, is a one-way communication with your followers, okay? So they can't talk to you, but you can send updates, pictures, audio notes, that whole nine to them. And it's great to build a community inside of Instagram. If you don't know how to start one, all you have to do is go to your profile. On the top right, there is a plus sign. Hit the plus, And on the bottom, you're going to see channel. Or the other way is if you open up your DM and you press a new DM, you should see the broadcast channel option there too. So there's two ways to start a broadcast channel. Now, when you start your broadcast channel, what is the best way to optimize it? How can can this actually add value to your audience? So let's start with the first tip. The first tip is that you actually want to be go deeper into a specific topic. People will stay there and probably engage a little bit more if there is a specific topic. Not just Nikki updates, Moose updates, that whole nine. But if you're talking about your niche and they know exactly why they're going into this broadcast channel, this will increase retention and, like I said, engagement, which is important because some people, there's almost everybody who's trying to create a broadcast channel and giving out just blah stuff. And so they're not really paying attention. If you give them something specific to look up, they will pay attention to it. Two, let's customize it. Let's give it a a, a customized name and look. Have it maybe like a community name, you know, like uh, Content Corner. Flight plug. Creator Rav. Another slight plug for Nikki, uh, Nikki and Moose broadcast channel. You could change up uh, the theme inside of it. So give it your own swag. Two. Well, nope, that was two. Three. Make your first message count. Okay. This is going to be the very first thing they see before they actually join the channel. So you want to be very descriptive of exactly what are they going to expect in this broadcast channel so they know, yep, this is something I'm interested in or nah, I ain't interested in it. And then four, let's promote the channel. When you first create it, it's going to do a full blast and then you're gonna get a bunch of people to come in. But after that, it's actually up to you. So put it in your stories, tell the people uh, on your post to join it, Go live and tell people to join your broadcast channel. And then, of course, it's going to be on your profile, right? On um, pretty much, I believe, right next to your link in bio, there's gonna it's gonna show your broadcast channel. So just direct people over there. And then last but not least, explore different formats, meaning not just do text, do audio notes, do pictures, do sticker stickers. GIFs, uh, do videos, maybe show behind the scenes, give them exclusive tips. Try different ways to create content within this broadcast channel. Remember, it's going to, the energy is coming from you. So you're going to have to try different ways to keep them engaged. But these are just some of the tips to best optimize your Instagram broadcast channel. Slight plug. Nikki Moose has a broadcast channel it's called Creator Rev, and you can find it on our Instagram profile it's right next to the link in our bio. So uh, start a broadcast channel, follow those tips, and you're going to see some success. So many, many breakdown right there, too. Look at that. You got four, four uh, actionable items to go along with 
the topic. So uh, switching gears into the business side, uh, for those of you who know uh, my, uh, I guess, a slight obsession with flying and space and all things like that. I always cover these things when Elon completed his launch. But uh, this week, uh, Russell Brunson, the person behind Virgin Galactic, completed its first flight finally making way for space tourism to be a reality. Now, the company was founded in 2004, and so has been in the works for nearly 20 years, but they completed their first flight carrying three passengers on the trip who paid about $450,000. Now, if you're wondering, how in the world did you continue to build a company for 20 years without... Uh, maybe running out of money or uh, just even staying in business, they have done a great job marketing to a very small percentage of the world who have this uh, interest, uh, similar to me. And they have had 800 people prepay to get this experience. Now, those 800 people have paid anywhere between two hundred dollars and $250,000. And with the success of this first launch, it now puts them on pace to start doing these trips more regularly where they plan to have at least one flight per month starting in August. So really interesting news coming out of uh, Galactic and uh, Virgin headquarters, I guess. But uh, the, the lesson that I wanted to share was, uh, and, and we've covered pre, uh, like pre, prepay or uh, pre-sales as a method to raise funds for your venture, but you see it coming through here in a major way. Yes, we, you know, we know of raising money as another alternative, but the reality is that's not really something that at least I've seen done on a major scale for personal brands or service-based businesses or even product-based businesses in the way that we do it in the online space. So, uh, Pre-sale, pre you know, definitely bank on that. You sell about 800 people paying that amount. That gives you enough capital, you know, to carry it through. And of course, have other ventures, right? I mean, clearly Virgin Airlines, a uh, a, a business that is producing revenue is more profitable. Uh, other, other ventures in his portfolio that are producing revenue. So it's just another reminder for us that not everything that we're building today is going to maybe be experienced in the moment, right? Something that you build and experience 20 years from now. It's like, you gotta think about that. Like, man, can I check off enough things off of my list so that I can get to a point where my business portfolio, I'm working for something that I'll see in 20 years. So yeah, just two things to, uh, to add to that first successful trip. Now I gotta ask the question, would you go to space? My answer is absolutely yes. I just won't be the first one to do it. Uh, those first three, they're a little risky for them to, <laughs> for them to go up there. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, now nah, let's let's see. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I want to be a part of a test, you a test run to something point? like that. Well, no, I'm I'm hoping I could be, you know, like a low, a low, a low, a low, a low relationship vibe. Like, um, oh, but no, if if, if <laughs> she's like, oh, really? Oh, that sounds nice. So you know Russell. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, we're, we're friends. <laughs> Imagine. So, so you and Russell are friends. Okay, got it. Got it. Makes sense. That's interesting. I like that. Um, yeah, let us, let us know if you would go to space. Go hit us up on, on YouTube. We have a community tab about this episode. Drop that in the comments of that. Um, for me, no. Nah. No. Nah. Not with it. Mm -mm. No, I'm good. I have a lot of things to do on Earth. A lot of experiences I want to do. What is this, this? What do they have? Like the seven wonders of the world, the nine, one, whatever. That's right. I want to figure seven, that out. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do that, but I'd rather do that. I don't think I really have a true desire to do that, except for the Northern Lights. The Northern Lights look fire, right? But fire. I'd rather do that besides let's go up and then let's just go back down. I'm not. No. What is there? But I'll put on my Oculus. Yeah. You know, soon to be. I was thinking about soon that, Soon to actually. be Vision Pro. You feel me? I'll put, I'll, I'll put my uh, Vision Pro on next year. And experience what it is to be out of, out of space. Yeah, 
What? No, I mean, you, I'm good. You'll save yourself about $447,000 in the process. So I guess, I guess that's, that's a nice alternative to it. Yeah, I have, I have an amazing imagination to the point where nine out of 10 times, I don't really leave my house because my imagination is amazing and I don't need to travel anywhere. I know. So. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 We got, we, and I think this next clip is actually going to be a great, uh, a great setup for not leaving the house and being okay with it. Cause I, I typically lose my mind when I'm in the house for about two days straight. Uh, I'm like, why am I feeling this way? Oh, I haven't, I haven't stepped outside. That's why. Oh. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. I think my different, only, my different only, strokes uh, for different folks, like they say. What's I'm going to call it? My only go away was, uh, what was it? Um, Whole food. And then I started ordering from Amazon for Whole food. So, Starting to get slim, people. What was the, what was what was the other spot that you went to like regularly? Um, dang it. What is it? Really it was like fun. a it was like a pre-pandemic vibe for you. Dang. I don't know. I haven't done a lot since. It's like a. Pre- <laughs> I think you see like a pretzel from there. It was like it was, like, it was like an everyday thing. You were, Wawa. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Every no, 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 day. no. Because I'm, I'm eating different. I can't go to Wawa. So no more Wawa. Yeah, no wow. more Wawa for this season. I'm not going to say forever. For this season. For this season. Because I have <laughs> I an addictive it. mindset. So the second yeah, that I get a pretzel, yeah. it's, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. So, yeah, no, um, no Wawa for me. But let's get into the creator of the week, okay? And this week is going to be Justin Moore, the creator and CEO of Creator Wizard. And uh, this amazing individual was brought to my attention through some of the social media programs that I'm in. And he is such a help to creators on how to monetize their brand through brand deals and sponsorships. And especially with this episode, you're going to hear how important that is. But he is constantly dropping tips over and over again. And if we're going to talk about credentials, he's gotten about $5 million of brand deals and sponsorships himself and not with a huge following and which is amazing. So uh, here's one of his tips. Creators, if a brand has ever asked you if they could repost your content, but you actually want to get paid for it, bookmark this video because I've got a template for you. Hey name, it's so great to connect and I'm honored that you liked my post. And then you insert a sentence here, re-emphasizing why you love the brand, the product so much. I'm absolutely interested in granting your brand the rights to repurpose my content. Can you share a few details such as how long the usage term would be? Also, are you looking to just repost it organically on your social handles or on your website? Or are you also looking to secure paid media rights? I'd also be happy to grant whitelisting rights if that's something you're interested in. Let me know what budget you've set aside for this collaboration and we can talk next steps. Justin. Super fires. Hopefully y'all took uh, notes on that one because uh, That may come up for you guys or have already came up, but go check out Justin. I believe his his personal one is like Justin Moore fam, but where all the tips are is Creator Wizard. He is amazing. I'm in one of his programs right now for the podcast in order to get some more brand deals and sponsorship sponsorships for us. So uh, go check out Justin. He's amazing. He's here to help creators and personal brands. So yeah, go do that. So of course, you know, I got to ask Moose. Did you know of Justin? Hmm. Drum roll, please. Oh man, wait, wait, wait. Um, Hold on. I have one. I have one. (laughs) This is the long drum roll. I remember this from last time. You got to wait. Not as of two weeks ago. So, uh, recently, 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 
Um, but th- th- this is this is why this is one of my favorite segments because I get to learn about uh, you know creators that are worth noting or knowing about, and so it's uh, you know I get to be a, I get to be a listener on this segment of the podcast. Most of the times I'm being educated myself. Like okay, I'm about to check out you know Justin, but no, really great information. I think it makes the the money conversation so easy mm-hmm. because you express, it expresses just extreme professionalism, right? It's like, you know exactly what you're going to say. Those three questions show that you are obviously in this business. This is not just something that you do for fun and it makes the money conversation rather easy and it gets right to the point. So I love those tips. Those are really good. Facts. Now let's get into the blueprint. And today we're diving into something that is super crucial for the success of a personal brand, which is the power of focus. Now, this who's going to illustrate this is actually somebody we've gone over a few times on the podcast. He's one of the most successful content creators of this time, which is Mr. Beast. And Mr. Beast, though he does the most craziest videos from giving away millions of dollars to life-changing challenges. What makes him successful is not necessarily his unique content, but the three things that he is focusing on. And so we got a clip from the latest Colin Samir interview that he had with them. Shout out to them. We're going to react to the power of focus and how can we even apply it for ourselves? Three things that I just, my entire world revolves around. I work out every day, I work on main channel videos and I work on festivals. It's just those three things. Yeah. I wake up, I do that. And then when I'm done, I go to bed and I just do that every day. The amount of hours I've spent studying stuff is like, like something that's interesting. It's like, you know how they say it takes 10,000 hours to master something, right? Yeah. Obviously everyone says that and everyone's mm-hmm. like, proud when they were like, I put 10,000 hours into this thing. Like, I'm like, I'm going to put 10,000 days into this. Like literally mm-hmm. I'm going to like 10,000 days is like 30 years and I'm almost 15 years in. Now what's interesting about this, um, and Musa, I love your take on it where these three things, I don't think is just done by coincidence. If we break down what he said, which was work out his main channel, which is all his videos, and then feasibles. We could break that down into these three categories. We got health, we got passion, and we have business, right? The, the cool thing is that I believe two of the three fuels the main one, which is the passion. But Moose, I would love your your take on the power of focus. Yeah. One of the concepts that we spoke on once on the live show, I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast, but the Pareto principle, that that's, that's something that I truly live and believe in, which is a concept that says 80% of the outputs come from 20% of the inputs. And so for most people, when you think about all of the things that you have, you think that they come from all the things that they that you do. And in reality, much of what you have or much of the results that you see in your business, your personal life, in your brand or any of those things, they only come from just a select few activities that we take part in. And so this is a great way for us to take inventory. But the, the thing that I do want to also add here is Life work balance, harmony, work life balance. Some people flip it around because, you know, they, they want life to come first or others want work to come first. That this, this just really shows how much of a personalized definition that is. You know, some people, they get so much fuel and energy from the thing that they do. And they also are able to monetize and make money from it that they don't need to do much other than just those things, right? Like for, for others of you listening, who you might've said like, well, this guy has no life. I mean, he clearly does nothing but those three things and he wakes up and goes to sleep. Like there's no color in what he explained, but just know it's a very personal definition. And I think that's why a lot of us are, tr- we, we can't put our finger on it. You know, like some people say, oh, it has to be this and you have to do that. But no, 
it really is a personal definition of what it is for you. You know, some people are happier working more. Others need to work a little bit less and do other exploration. And that exploration stimulates or creates creativity and they dump that creativity back into their brand or their business. So it's, it's very, very personal subjective definition is what I will say uh, as it relates to what he talked about there. I, I, I like that. Now I got to agree that there is a, you know, uh, a personalized meaning for what work-life balances and what people may feel is like a workaholic in situations. Like for me, I I love what I do. I think, what was it? Uh, recently, I, I'm getting more into like, okay, Nikki, you're really jumping into like truly a full-time content creator. Like between your brand, between the podcast, you know, it, in it's it's going all around content, and I'm like, okay, cool. I love what I do. It's not, it's nothing crazy. I don't need a break from it, you know. Um, but when I listen to, when I listen to this, once again, I, I look at the three things that he's focusing on. And how two of them is fueling the passion, right? One is providing the funds, which is Feastable. He created Feastables, um, not just because he loves food, but because he needed ways to fund the situation, which is all his videos, right? His videos, like, cost millions to make. He did one uh, just recently, a dollar versus like a million dollar yacht, right? And it's made over 130 million views. It was ranked the, what was it? The second most YouTube viewed in like 24 hours. So with that, that takes a team, that takes, you know, um, uh, equipment, the, the, the actual yacht, he had Tom Brady in there. He had Pete Davidson in there. Now, I, I'm assuming it was, I, I don't know. I don't want to assume if it was free or paid, whatever. But uh, he had amazing people in there. That cost a lot of money. And though he was asked, like, yo, you know, c couldn't you not do a video for so much? It's like, yeah, I could. But why? I want to, he's known for giving away a lot of money. I want to continue to give away money. I want to continue to have creative freedom. So, boom, I'm, I understand the importance of money. I don't move off of money, but I understand the importance of money. And so, hence why we have Feastables and some of the other ventures. Now, when it comes to the workout, even though in the, in the actual interview, he said, that he started working out because he did a bet. But we all know that when our health is good, we're able to have the stamina that we need to continue with our passion, which for him is to continue to make all these different videos. Now, I believe he's doing like two videos a month, but if you've ever watched any of his videos, it, it takes like a month of planning, weeks of of recording and editing and that whole nine. So it takes energy to not only think of all these different ideas, but to actually do them as well. So everything goes back to the main thing. It makes me think of like, is all the things that I'm focusing on, is it fueling the main thing or am I scattered? And so I, I mm. look at, that in this season that I've I've narrowed it down to my three, which is uh, you know Nikki and Moose deeper than the brand and my mental, right, and everything that has to deal with that. But even when thinking about that, that still has all these little tasks here and there that can still seem very overwhelming. I mean, your own businesses. It was overwhelming. Having a consistent podcast can seem overwhelming because of all the things that are going about it. So 
even watching this makes me think, okay, how can I narrow it down even more of my focus? Because if I can break big situations into smaller things and focus on the small joints, then everything else will fall in line. But am I, even though I was having five, six, seven things that I was focusing on because multitaskers always go like, I could do it all. Shout out to my multitaskers. But even though I narrowed it down to my three, do I have to narrow it down even more? Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of like, we, we can think about like the whole niche situation, but am I... Am I still thinking a little bit too much? That's why for me, I'm kind of like, how does one thing like feed into the other things? Yeah. That's how yeah, I'm I, kind of thinking. I really like, yeah, and I really like what you said. I think it was on our uh, archive episode, but you know, you were saying that focusing on certain segments of the, the the major concept mm-hmm. in a particular season. Like yeah. I, 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 I think that is really good too, because you're right, it's really difficult to balance uh, all three or just have just three. I, I, I can't tell you what are my three right now. You know, I, I know uh, usually once Ramadan comes around, the last two years I've gotten really sick in the, be- in the start of the month of Ramadan. This year we had a baby two or three weeks before the month of Ramadan. So it's like the last couple of years have been really interesting. And so I've just narrowed at least three things that I know if I keep in that order, I will do fine. And that number one is my faith. Number two is my health. And the the third one is a two-way tie between family and, and, and work or like, like my career. And so I know if I can do them in that order, I mean, I usually end up being in a good enough space to do everything else, but I, I couldn't tell you like, okay, from a, from a business standpoint, what are those three? So I, I think my takeaway from it is of course, get more focused, have more clarity around what ways or what areas you're, you're focused in on, but what are the sub, the subcategories of the business of the brand are you focused on this month, this quarter, this year? that you, you can really carry out. You know, uh, I, I, I like that strategy, Nick. So I, I think that's dope. Yeah. Like that. Now, Mr. Beast has not only captured the attention of millions of viewers, right? But he's also redefined what we think about advertisement in this digital age. So when we think about Mr. Beast, he is... We, we know of Feastables, and he literally is proving that creators don't only have to promote other brands, but they can promote their own brand. And here's what he has to say about that. You know, we talk to these, like, marketers, and they're just like, you know, I, I only get X amount of money a quarter to sponsor YouTubers with. And I'm like, well... For one video, it costs more than that. And they're like, well, then what do we do? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm not going to just give you a discount because your boss won't give you more money. Like, you know, this is 200 million views. It's double the Super Bowl. It is what it is. And so it's like harder and harder to find brand deals uh, for us that keep up with the pace. Ideally, one day, I don't have to do brand deals anymore. I don't like having to promote other companies, but I also like making the best videos possible. And my videos don't make money. Even when I do a brand deal on a video, I still lose money. I lose like over a million dollars a video and I have to supplement it to like gaming or reacts or through other means. The fact that he has to lose money when doing a brand deal, that's crazy. But... Um, th- with, with that example, there, there's a few things that I could unpack with that, but one of course is there are always brands looking at our audience, always brands looking at our audience. So it's not that he's promoting feasibles cause brands aren't interested. Oh no, they're interested. They just can't pay him the money. 
it makes no sense sometimes for him to do a brand deal because that's almost their whole paycheck, like the brand's paycheck, because it takes a million, a couple of million dollars to make the videos. And he's probably not giving them ticket price. Here, here you go. Here's this. And plus, you know, my likeness. So but let's think of it as smaller creators because we, we don't we don't have that problem. When it's like, nope, my price tag is too high. You can't work with me. Well, some creators may think like that. That's cool. But what listening to Mr. Beast teaches us is that one, influ influencer marketing is real. Whether we are, are marketing for other brands or whether we're marketing for our own brand. We are the sole creator of our brand. If we create products and services, we should be the number one content creator that's pushing it. But that doesn't mean that we can't make some money on the side from these brand deals. Golden Sachs actually uh, made a report earlier this year that talks about the sources, the, the main sources that creators have. And 70% of that does come from brand deals and sponsorships. Other ones are AdSense, uh, starting your own brand, affiliate links, courses, some don't make no money, tips and, and other things. So, but as you can see on the chart, if you're watching the, the video where 70% of creators are making money from brand deals. So what we have to do is how are we positioning ourselves to get that bag? How are we creating an amazing platform? And, it, and I'm not saying an amazing platform that has millions of subscribers like Mr. Beast, thousands of followers or anything like that. Are you having dedicated followers because brands could go for the 500,000 subscribers, followers, 20, whatever, but maybe a small portion of that is only their audience where you may be creating a dedicated audience towards, uh, audio equipment and road shout out to road is now looking for influencers to talk about some of their new mics. They'll look at you before they really go to the big names because they know you have the audience that they're looking for. So I don't want creators and personal brands to feel discouraged because they only have 500, 1,000 followers and that whole nine. You should be able to right out we shout out to mario armstrong because he was one of the first people that was like yo list out the brands that you want to work with list out the brands that you want to work with so i i actually in our uh youtube community tab go over there uh name some people that you want to work with name some brands you want to work with that you are now being intentional with growing your platform to possibly have these certain brand deals that you can't, but bare minimum. If you, if you don't do the brand deals or are not there yet with the brand deals, what products or services are we creating? What business are we creating on, on uh, you could say on the side or maybe full time, however you want to go about it in your journey that we are our own influencer to our own business. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for the reason that you stated exactly, or what Mr. B said in the clip around when brands say, Hey, I don't have that money. That's actually the reason or the opportunity for smaller creators to also get access to some of the funds. Mm -hmm. And, and I think both brands and smaller creators, I think they're called, is it micro or macro creators? I don't know. I always confuse the two. I think it's but, micro. Okay. Micro so, so that's, 
Yeah, so that's where micro influencers and creators get an opportunity to partner with major brands for for that primary reason because bigger influencers just command too much of their budget and so they understand hey it's i'm better off being able to work with a wider array of talent that can sprinkle in a couple of customers that will purchase my product or service than allocating all of my funds or all of my marketing budget to just one person and hope that it goes absolutely okay. We've seen it happen in a major scale with bigger companies, right? It's a reason why Geico does not have a face that they partner with because we've seen it with, whether it be with athletes, they, they put all of their funds or brands bank on this one person having a perfect reputation and they're human. And so I think other brands are trying to protect themselves from that, but it opens up the opportunity for micro creators and micro influencers to get in the game. And at the same time, I think that this is the great equalizer that creators will serve to the business world, right? Which is developing their own products and services. And for those of you who are, again, what Nikki said saying, you know, wait, I don't have a hundred million views a month. That's okay. What you do have you is mean, the time you mean to 1. learn. 1.34 billion a, a month. Oh. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. It, it, that. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I was trying to look out a little billion bit. a month is what Mr. Beast does. Two videos. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I saw in one of the charts, $54 million is his content revenue, just content share uh, annual, which is, which is insane. But, uh, the, the point to that is, even if you don't have that, what you do have is time to invest around product development, business development, right? And and, and th that shows us, okay, in the long term, I have to look at my content, my personality, my influence as my marketing channel, my marketing department. That's my marketing talent. But I also need to develop another talent, another team another something that helps me to develop product and services so that I can have my own formal company as opposed to relying on an outside source for revenue. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Don't, don't wait for the deals because even, even with him, he didn't wait for a brand deal that could honestly pay him his ticket price. Right. Like, it doesn't it does like you said it doesn't make sense to to do it with any of these these people now as we'll get um no not as we get uh he he has some partnerships and i do believe that's because of the relationships that he can do with festivals right like i i believe he's partnered with 711 right yeah, he he did a partnership. Well, I think he's already he's already Feastables is already in Walmart, but he recently partnered with 7-Eleven and then Speedway gas station. So just those two alone, they put the product in almost I think it's <clears throat> uh what is it? 15,000 stores or 15,000 15,000 locations across the country. That's crazy. That's crazy. But, you know, there's there's going to be some brand deals that are going to be strictly for relationships, which I do believe he does, right? Um, but I got to agree with Moose. Let's not sit and wait for these brand deals to come, these sponsorships to come. Let us have a little bit more control of the income that happens with our creations by creating a product or service, our own business that, you know, down the line won't necessarily need us to continue. Um, that will be the true journey of our, you know, personal brand slash creator journey. So, yeah. So remember, go to our YouTube community tab where we're talking about this, uh, this episode and just drop some some dream brands who would you love to work with who would you love to get a check from let us know that now let's get into this or that all right this segment 
is sponsored by the Flight Assessment. Flightassessment.com. Discover your personal superpower and learn how to use your superpower to become a master communicator, strengthen all your relationships, and develop the self-awareness you need to fulfill your highest potential. Now, this one is uh, brought to you by Moose because he gave this clip to us where it is, do we go with the masses or do we focus it a little bit narrowed down? Jason Derulo, a pop artist, right? Pop music star, sold millions, millions and millions. Uh, is created a book, I believe. He wrote a book and he's kind of on tour or this press tour. He had an interview with Forbes. And how he picked his music career or the genre that he was in is actually pretty interesting. And I don't know if many people think of it like that. So we've on this podcast have really championed niching down. But does this change our mind? Let's listen. Why you decided to choose pop over R&B. Uh -huh. And you said, I didn't choose which genre I love the most or which one came the most naturally to me. I chose the genre that the greatest number of people listen to because I wanted to be the biggest artist in the world. Uh, because it's not the pop star thing to say, right? It's not the musician thing to say to be like, I chose this because of numbers, you know? Um, but it is the music business. There hasn't been a musician to start off pop ever. They, uh, black musician to start off pop. They always uh, start with urban and then, and then you know, kind of cross over is the word. Um, so I was like, well, why can't it be me? Moose does, okay, do you go with the mass appeal or the niche focus and why? Yeah, so let me first even say why I chose this clip because it goes against almost everything that I even teach, right? Where I say, hey, you have to go with what comes most natural to you, what is within your superpower, what is easiest, et cetera. And then I listen to this and I'm saying, it reminds me of when Will Smith talked about the way he chose his movies. Now, if you follow Jason Derulo, or Will Smith, you know that they're actually friends. So there, there might be some similarities. There might be some, you know, like-minded strategizing thinking that's happening there. But I found that really interesting that not everyone succeeds with banking on what they like, what comes natural to them. Some people actually find more of a challenge or more of a high in saying, let's go for it. Like, why not me? And so... It just, it was, it was a good wake up call to me and say, do I have opportunity to do something like that? Like, is there something that I've said to myself as maybe, oh, you're too introverted or you don't like this or you don't like that. Is there an opportunity for, you know, even myself to go against the grain and do something completely unorthodox? And the fact that it is out of the blue or, or not so natural Maybe that's the reason for its, its success, right? Like the surprise element helps create its success. Of course, naturally for me, I, I vote on the side of, oh, you relied on numbers, right? Like that as, as a data-driven person or someone who likes numbers, I'm going to lean on that side. Oh, that, that, that sounds like an informed decision because you banked on numbers. But uh, aside from that, I, I did want to highlight to those uh, of you who are listening and heck, as a reminder to myself as well, what if the natural uh, or relying on your natural isn't the only way to do it, right? Maybe there's, there's opportunity or circumstance for it to be done differently as well. So shout out to Jason Derulo. Um, but I think he still niched down, even though it may not think that. Let me explain. So mass appeal, right? Speaking to the masses, trying to go for everyone. Uh, nine out of 10 times has huge competition. That's why a lot of people don't like, that's why I suggested to niche down because to kind of stand out more, but his reasoning is 
not like there really isn't a black person who's done it this way. Mm -hmm. Most of them go urban, then pop. So I can stand out. If I go pop first and let's, let's be honest. I mean, numbers wise, if you want to talk about it, like getting into the music business period is crowded. You go to hip hop, you go R&B, you go whatever. It, it, it's still it's still very crowded, right? So going into for him, the urban, whether it is R&B, whether it's hip hop, you know, you're now going into a huge pool of other people of your ethnicity. How do you stand out? You know, OK, maybe you can dance. That's great. Okay, but if you go pop, you though you have, you know, the biggest of big stars and that competition is heavy, but you still stand out because you are the, the black guy dancing around doing pop music. Why are you not like your other people? Rapping and, and, and singing R&B music. So I don't, I see where he's trying to say there, but I think it's still a strategic move that gives more of a niche focus without necessarily being like thinking that he was doing that from, mm -hmm. from maybe numbers as far as how many people listen to this, how many people are in the pop section, that whole nine. But who's to say there isn't so many rappers and R&B people compared to pop people? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many artists are doing either or. I know so much of the R&B and the, and the hip-hop world, there's a lot of people trying to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people, but granted, pop goes towards a lot of ethnicities. So there may be yeah. a whole bunch of other people who are trying to be pop stars. Not really sure, but yeah. like I said, it normally going to the mass appeal has more competition. Him going and already sh seeing the gap. It makes me feel as if he's going more towards niche. Mm -hmm. Just because yeah, and, of how he stands out. Yeah, and, and you make a good point about that because my mind went strictly to the demographic. Mm -hmm. It's like the demographic of people who might tune into pop music, they come with a completely different um, median, what is it called? Median household income yeah. than those who subscribe to rap and R&B. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of it through that calculation of saying, all right, if I go into a world of, uh, let's say an, an industry or a niche where people just they can afford to pay more i can i can be able to almost do more with less right like i don't need that much people mm -hmm. just because the average customer or the average listener is going to be able to attend more of my shows in the case of jason derulo and and music right maybe they can spend more on merch or they can support my movement or or, or, or buy more of my music right so i i think of it more of that way it's like Hey, can you can you pick your space where the even the statistics of your demographic is going to help, even if you don't reach the super mass appeal in that area? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, they still even out in the long term. Yeah, I agree. Well, listen, people, let us know. Uh, did he pick? Did he did he really go towards the masses or did he? Still do a niche version of it, right? Go to our uh, YouTube community tab, uh, comment there. Or if you're watching this video, uh, go go do that. But, my, but our audio people definitely go to our YouTube and hit the community tab. So, um, of course, we have an after show of this episode that drops on Wednesdays. So go check that out because we have a lot to talk about uh, tonight, clearly. Uh, 
And then mm -hmm. Creator Ave every Friday, 6 a.m. Really, really dope. Please go check that out. On top of that, every Tuesday we do a YouTube live. Well, let me not say every Tuesday because it's going to change up in August and we're going to announce that as well. But uh, we go live on YouTube, people. So uh, turn on that bell, that notification bell, so you always know. And then join our newsletter. Our newsletter will tell you when when we go live and that whole nine and when the episodes are there. It's great. Moose, final words. Do it anyway. I mean, this episode is proof that delay, inconvenience, frustration are all going to pop up on the journey, but you only know about them because we did it anyway. If we quit, you would never know about it. So do it anyway. 